Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the pandemic episodes. I am your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we will meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, ways to relax and heal, even under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who, in this time of crisis, are offering their hearts and talents to us all. And today I'm happy to have Audrey Tesora here with us, who is a professional organizer. Welcome, Audrey. Thank you, Tom. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm very happy to have you. And I want, I want, to get, I want you to organize me. I feel unorganized. Do, do most people feel unorganized when you talk to them? Absolutely. When I say I'm a professional organizer, they throw their hands up and they're like, oh, I could use you. Everybody needs, everybody needs a professional organizer in some capacity today. Well, what, what, yeah, well, today is a particular world where we're living at home and working at home and, and the kids are at home. And I don't know how you organize all of that, but that's what we're going to talk about today, obviously. Sorry about that. That's okay. Anyway, um, tell us what your definition of a professional organizer is. So uh, my definition of a professional organizer is someone who works with individuals, families, offices, and businesses to help uh, reduce their clutter and organize uh, space, time, and their life. So one of my goals... Their life. That's, I like that. You organize yes. their life. Yes, because once you get organized, once you organize your space, then your time becomes a little bit more organized, and then your life starts to flow more easily also. Well, have you, now you've been doing this for a while, so have you noticed a great difference between what the needs are now during the pandemic than they were before? Yes, Um, so before the pandemic, it was people who needed to get their mostly closets organized. Um, And it's still true today, but mostly I was getting calls for, you know, they need the attic done, the basement, uh, the garage. But now since the pandemic and people are staying at home, they're reevaluating how their space is being used. So now I'm getting calls, well, you know, I need to make this into a home office. How can you help me maximize the space that I have? right? Because it's a guest room that also has to serve as a home office. Um, so now people are, you know, reevaluating how they're using their space, what their priorities are, and the priorities priorities are shifting a bit. Also, a lot of people, uh, you know, the baby boomer demographic is a very big demographic, and we are now in the midst of downsizing our homes and either moving to a smaller place or going into independent living or assisted living. So a lot of my clients are seniors who are in the midst of that the, this important transition in their life. This is a major, major change for people. Absolutely. I have to admit that we are part of that change. Uh, three years ago, we moved out of Manhattan, having been in that apartment for 45 years. And cleaning that out was like an archaeological dig. I, I, I don't know if you find this, I would imagine you might find this with others, obviously. We got stopped a couple of times because we started reading the information that was in there. Oh, this was 20 years ago. Look at that. How fascinating that is. That did not help our progress any. Yes. But, you know, it is it is a process for people, especially someone like yourself who lived in a house, you know, an apartment for that long. And many of my clients have been in their houses for decades. 
And so things accumulate after decades and decades. And so it is a process to go through things because, you know, I'm not there just to get rid of everything. Um, they need to go through it with me. So it does take a little time, but once you first identify what it is that's actually, you know, quote unquote trash that can be thrown away or cannot be used or recycled or donated, uh, then it starts to go a little quicker. But I don't blame people for wanting to go down memory lane with their items that they've had for 40 or 50 years. Sure. Now, in this time of COVID, have you been able to go into people's houses? Oh, yes, absolutely. I observe all the protocols. Uh, you know, I wear gloves, I wear a mask, I social distance. People also, uh, my clients uh, do the same. So I have not had um, a problem during this uh, time. And then since the vaccine, I'm vac fully vaccinated. So there's a level of comfort there when I go into my clients' homes also. Absolutely. So when you come to somebody like myself, who's got 40 years or 10 years or 30 years of precious, precious things, of yes, which, they're all precious. Some of which we haven't looked at for 30 years. That's correct. How do you help us make that decision? Because it, it was a difficult decision. Yes, it is a difficult decision. Well, you know, you have to uh, shift your perspective in a way and, you know, think of it, it is only stuff, although it is stuff that does have memories. So how do you deal with those memories, right? So you know that memories always stay in your heart, right? You'll always uh, have those good times, which are, you know, things um, that external items cannot really always replace. But however, if you have things that, you know, really mean a lot to you, then you should hold on to some of them. You know, you don't need to hold on to a whole set of china. Maybe you can hold on to a cup or a plate or one setting. You can also take pictures of items that that, you know, are sentimental, but are really cluttering up your home and are taking up uh, space and are not serving you anymore, such as, you know, uh, very old magazines and newspapers, which really have no worth. You mean my Joe DiMaggio Life magazine has no worth? Well, I don't know about Joe DiMaggio Life, but, you know, there are just magazines that people just, um, they collect them and they don't want to get right. rid of them. And then when you try to, you know, look up the value, there really isn't any. Um, and, and so that makes it, you know, more difficult for the, for the whole process. But it is like a, a kind of a grieving and a letting go. That yes, people it have is a grieving. Do. It is definitely yes. a grieving. And I found, and I imagine you've done something like this for your uh, people, that creating a, it's not a shrine, but like using a, a bookcase or a cabinet to put some things in on display. And so that you can look at, at least that's been my experience, look at it and say, yeah, I remember that, as opposed yes. to having everything that, as you say, I didn't have all the dinner plates, but I don't have a plate, but something like that, where I say, yes. yeah, now I remember that time. Yes, and there are people also who will, you know, put in uh, frames um, some item, uh, which will be like, you know, um, what do they call those, like a 3D frame, and they'll, they'll put them in a frame and hang it on a wall. So that's also a way to remember, you know, to, to keep your memories alive. But, we, you know, we are not our stuff, right? So... Um, if it's not serving you, if it's taking up too much space, and then you should also look at it as, you know, go on a treasure hunt and decide what you want to keep and not get rid of, right? So then you really pick out the, the items that are very, very uh, special to you. Do you do something 
like setting, putting piles together, like this is the keep or that you I, ask us to go through it, ask you to put your client. Yes, yes. Bring so stuff you want to keep and that you don't care about that much and that you're not sure about or something like that. Yes. Yeah, so today everybody's very uh, and I'm, and you know it's it's nice to see that everybody's very concerned about the environment. So people do a lot of recycling, um, which I do arrange for, and also to donate, which I do arrange for. So yes, people are very aware of you know the environment, and they they're happy to give their thing. That makes them even happier actually to give their things away to somebody who's going to use them or recycle them. So that's another thing that makes the process a little easier. Yeah, that, that makes sense because I don't know if you watch the show called The Pickers, but it's a show where someone goes around buying stuff from other people who are collectors. And the yes. key thing seems to be the person selling it says, I'm just happy this is going to somebody else. That somebody I have else heard, make use of this. Yes, I've heard that many times with my clients. They're very happy uh, to give it away or to sell it for a nominal amount. Some, if it's you know just an everyday item, uh, and they're very happy that it's going to find a new home or it's going to be bought by someone who wants it. Absolutely. Right. And then have you had the experience of working with someone who's downsizing and then working with them in their new place to help them organize that? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I have a client who moved from a 1700, no, a 3,200 square foot home to 1700, which is still kind of large, but she had a lot, a lot of things. And um, she had no time to, um, to to really get rid of anything before she moved because her house sold so quickly and she needed to, to leave fast. So when she got into the new home, that's where myself and a team went through everything. And we did get rid of a lot of uh, more additional things. We bought books to Goodwill. We bought a lot of stuff. We brought a lot of stuff to the Goodwill, which was close by and donated a lot of things. But yes, and and then still it's a process again, because then you you unpack everything and then you decide where where you know she wants everything to go. And um, and then there's things that she brought. I'm like, why did I bring that? Let's get rid of that. Exactly. I remember one of the things that we had that for whatever reason we put aside somewhere in a closet, and my wife Noel took it out and said. I don't know why we save this. I said, in that case, let's throw it away, which we did. Yes, absolutely. So even myself, when I downsized, I thought that I brought, I did very well. And then when I got here, I needed still to get rid of a few things. Yeah, well, uh, sometimes you have nature help. We had a flood. Uh, uh, and in that flood, some of the pa packaging we had done didn't hold. And some of the pictures we had start got affected. Well, that meant we went through many, many uh, picture albums and realize, what are we going to do with all these picture albums? You know, show them to our grandchildren. They may want to see their own self as opposed to, well, <laughs> let's save a few. And as you're saying, you save an example of it, a set of it. And, uh, yes, and you can also put them on flash drives now or CDs, yes. you know, and have them digitized. And that's a nice compact way to keep all the, those photographs. Yes, um, we, put them to, we put them together to get them ready to be digitized. That's the next yes. step. <laughs> that's the next step. Absolutely. And that's a wonderful thing to do. It is indeed. Because it is, we did experience, and I'm sure people do, when they go through pictures with friends. Sometimes we had invited some friends over to go through the pictures with us because they were in the pictures. And that's right. And we had a lot of friends who we were friends with because their children were friends with our children. And so you've, you have me memories for six people as opposed to just two. 
That's right. And when you're you're dealing with sentimental items, you should always ask family members what, you know, if they would like anything before you decide to uh, part with them. Right. So you you can go through your items and say, oh, I think, you know, Uncle Joe should have this or Aunt Mary should have that. And then ask them if they want those items. Um, and that's that's one way to, you know, um, give your items away to someone who wants them. You can have a, a Zoom auction, not necessarily an auction, but a Zoom showing of things you're ready to give away. That's right. And have and then just put colored stickers on them and say, this is for Mary, this is for Joe, this is for Susie. And so then they'll come in and, and get them. Yeah, yeah. There, there's different ways to go about it. It's not an easy process. I try to meet people where they are um, because they're not always happy sometimes about uh, having to move, you know, from their home into um a senior living or an assisted living. Right. That's tough. That's that can yeah. be. Tough. Yeah. But, but, you know, um, you have to look at it as another chapter in your life uh, and try to take the things that mean the most to you with you. Absolutely. And it's wonderful to have support in that because a lot of times at, when you get to that, to the age and you're going to be going in, you don't have anybody else. Maybe you have children, but it's not quite the same as having another adult be with you to have you there I think it must be a comfort. Yes, it is. And because I have a client now who went into uh, independent living, who's clearing out his home to get ready for sale. And as we go through the items, he he's realizing he doesn't need this. So he's ready. He's getting rid of a lot of things that no longer serve him. And he can't fit it. He moved from 2,200 to 600 square feet. That's so you sort you sort of had no choice, right? But but then again, he's now deciding what means the most to him. And then there's sense. another question that I uh, so people who have had people pass away, their loved ones, right, and are holding on to things maybe 10, 15, 20 years. And there's a question I ask them, which I say it in a very sensitive way, and I say it um, with all due respect. And you know, I say uh, I ask. Would you keep this if they were still alive? Right? right. So that so most of the things go and some things obviously stay. But that helps really kind of make the decision, right? You don't need to keep everything. Right. And we do have everything in our heart. We do have yes, memories are there. So now there's another big part of what you do, and that is in today's world of working from home. I, I just heard something on NPR today about a book that came out about working from home and how the decisions that are going to have to be made in the next year as for companies and people, are you going to work at home or are you going to work in the comp, you know, go into the office, but you're talking with people who want to work from home or have, have had to work from home. You've got a limited amount of space. How do you help them to make the decision? This is your work. And do you make a de de uh, declination, decline? Delineation. Delineation. Thank you for fixing yes. my language. The delineation between this is workspace and this is home space. Yes, you definitely you definitely need to have a delineation between the two spaces or else you're not going to be productive at work and you're really not going to be productive at home either. So if you're lucky enough uh, to have a spare room, you definitely need to um, make that functional, efficient and streamlined uh, for your home office. And, uh, and if you don't have that workspace, then you have to, you know, now 
You can even put a desk in a closet, a pull down desk you can put in a closet uh, and you can sit facing and, and have work remotely like that. There are corners in the kitchen, you know, where you can set up your space there. There are a lot of different ways to do it. The best, obviously, is to have a, a spare room that you can make a home office. But if you can't, um, you have to find some place in your home without distractions. And if you have children, you have to set uh, clear uh, expectations of when they can interrupt you when you're working. So also the children, uh, if they don't have a set up space, I've found like this portable desk that is great for a child to put their laptop on and it adjusts to different heights. So it doesn't matter how old they are. And you can put that somewhere for them to go work on if it's a smaller uh, house that doesn't have a space for them. Um, but there's all different things out there because manufacturers of furniture are realizing that people may not have all this space and they're, they're coming out with um, furniture and items to accommodate uh, the space challenged. What about one of the things that I've seen somewhere I've never had one is a standing desk where someone has a desk you can be it doesn't take up much room at all it's like no it doesn't um so I've had a standing desk you can have standing desks now that are on top of a regular desk uh, mm -hmm. you can put you can put something over the desk and then it can rise up with you or you can have a standing desk which they say it's always good to stand up after about an hour of sitting down and take a, a little break from your uh, from the computer. And also just to stand up, it's good for you. Yes, you, besides needing help to organize your life, you need a, a physical therapist to help you with, with all the sitting that we do now. Yes, that's true. Stand, but if you, Standing's important. <laughs> standing is very important. Moving around is very important during the day. Yes, you shouldn't sit at a desk for seven or eight hours straight without moving. Absolutely. Definitely good for you. So who are you finding as clients? Well, you said one bunch of people, obviously, who are downsizing. That makes sense. What about the younger world of work people working? Are you yes. finding a lot of them looking for help, too? Yes. Uh, so I have, you know, busy professionals, uh, women who are um, executives who are outside of the home or even inside the home who need to ha have help organizing because they're so focused on work. Um, I have young mothers who are, have children or are pregnant and need their uh, children's space organized. Um, and then I have a client who is half home and half remote uh, who needs you know, their uh, home office organized. And I come in every few months just to um, uh, to just do a recap of all the paperwork that may be still laying around. Some people just need me as a coach. So like when I come in, it's like, you know, your personal trainer. I, I'm there and I'm standing there and then they know they got to do it. They just ah. know they have to, you know, it's like I make, I'm an accountability partner. I make them focus. It's not even making them. I'm just, my presence is there and they know that I'm there to do this, to help them. And then it just goes really easily, but left to their own devices. You know, this is not what they want to do with their time. Right. And so, but when I'm there, you know, it gets done. It's very easy by yourself to let things pile up. Absolutely. And suddenly you say, where did I, where, who, as someone once said on a TV show, who made this big mess? And yep. the answer is I did. Oh, okay. We've got to change it. And, and this isn't really a fair question to say who's the easiest or hardest. I mean, are the young business people more challenging? Let's make that make the word. 
Um, so I, I don't have like a really young demographic. I'd say, well, I'd say my demographic goes from like the uh, late 30s and up. Right. My really big demographic is the seniors, like over 50 or 55. That, that's really a lot of my demographic. Um, the younger people, you know, they have all the energy to do it, right? And if they have a lot of children, it's a little more difficult because even if they have children, it's even hard for me to come in the, uh, into, the, into the home because the children are there if they're very little. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, but um, I'd say it's more uh, late 30s and up. That makes sense, that makes sense. And so what degree do you help out with moving? I mean, you're getting things ready to move, but are you involved with the move or do you have expertise in that area too? Yes. So um, I can help people pack their things. Uh, you know, I, so the, the, what I'm doing now is the process with this gentleman who has already moved, but we're getting his house cleaned out and ready to get listed for sale. Right. So yeah, that, that all can be done. Yep. And, and one of the part, parts of your job I'm hearing from you is to help people be more at ease with their life, as you said at the very beginning. And right now, in this last year and a half, with the stress that we all have been experiencing, I imagine that's even more important. Uh, oh, absolutely more important. Um, so if you come into a cluttered environment every day, you can't, you can't think properly. There's too much visual, uh, stimulation around you. There's too much clutter. They've done studies that um, when you have a clear space and things are organized that you can think better and things just start to flow easier and, and you're able to um, get more done because you're not uh, looking for lost items all the time. Right. I would think also the idea of working as we work from home that we have to understand to move. As you said, you need getting up, you need to move. But sitting at your desk doing Zoom all day long, that can be a little overwhelming. So you have to make a change. Do you tell, you help people with that in terms of saying, make a place that's your not workplace? I mean, go now. And, and, and do you ask, invite people to make a, a definition? Okay, this is the end of my workday. What will you do to make sure you understand it's the end of your work? Otherwise, you could be working all the time. That's right. So there are there are certain things you can do with your day for productivity is it's a, a method called time blocking, where you do schedule the night before all the things you need to do, and then you build in transition time. So say it. Uh, seven o'clock in the morning, you're going to meditate for a half hour. And then, you know, and then eight o'clock, you're going to take your shower and then nine o'clock and you write all this down, but you also build in some transition time. Uh, another method you could use is called the uh, Pomodoro method. So that's where you break tasks down into 20 to 25 minutes and you set a timer. And after that 25 minutes, you can take a break or transition to something else. So even I found that helpful when you think you have a task that you can't get done because you don't have the time. But when you set the timer, it, it gets done. Some of it gets done. And the other thing I try to tell people is to have a different relationship with time, right? Because everybody has the excuse, I have no time, I'm out of time, there is no more time, where did the time go? 
So people need to start looking at time a little differently. So when it comes to organizing, there are always some things like before you go to sleep at night, take five minutes to put the glasses in the sink or put the magazines away or to take five minutes to do a walk around the living room and the perimeter and just tidy up things. And then in the morning, just, um, uh, you know, do things in a in an orderly way so that you can get out of the house. Like I play a game in the morning when I'm getting ready. I have all my products that I use to get ready. And then as I use them, I put them away so that, you know, I have a routine. And the more you, that you get a routine, the smoother your day goes. You know what to expect. This is what you do when you get out of the house. So right. that's another way to look at uh, getting a little. There's an organization with time also. Time is, is is a big part of organization, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I and I also I've heard, and I think I did a little bit of this by because I didn't go to an office because I did have been working out of home. That I pick a time and you know based on what's obviously I need to do that day and say that's the end of my day. But to make sure that I'm clear on that, I usually go and change my clothes. Yes, that's right. And that you would call that like a ritual, right? So before the end of my day, I'm going to make sure my desk is all clean and tidy. And then I shut down the computer and that's it. I'm gone. I'm done for the day. Right. Finish. And then also you can tell Alexa, Alexa, you know, set an alarm for 5 p.m. And that's my end of day alarm or set a set an alarm, Alexa, it's one o'clock. It's time to go for a walk. Right. And some people have, my wife does, for instance, a, a, a watch that will tell her all of those things. Yes. <laughs> time to get up, time to exercise, whatever. Well, that's quite fascinating. Uh, what would you say is the biggest, we're getting, this is amazing. We're going very quickly because I, and this is lovely information. What would you say is the biggest challenge to helping somebody to get organized? Uh, so they're, they're indecision. A lot of people are very indecisive. They're, um, so they'll call me and they'll say they want to be organized and they'll tell me what they know their problem to be. And they're very aware of the problem. And then when I try to, uh, you know, when I suggest solutions, um, they give an excuse. Well, that, you know, nope, I know that. Nope, nope. So um, it's, the, it, it's the indecision a lot of times um, and the reluctance. And, and there's a little fear involved because people... In, in getting rid of their things and getting organized, you know, I have this um, this printable that I give out, 18 questions to ask when decluttering, right? So if you ask yourself these 18 questions, you should basically be able to get organized and get rid of things, Can you, right? You know, do I love it? Do I need it? Do I use it? Can I replace it? Can I borrow it? Can I give this to someone else? Do I have the space for it? So, you know, if you ask those, yourself those questions, uh, but still when I have people who walk into a bedroom and say, I walk in here with the, uh, with the, you know, intention of getting organized. And when I look around, I just get overwhelmed. So that they do need me. And then that's when they really, really do need me to come in. And then I help them go through the room and, you know, we get it decluttered. And get it decluttered so you can actually feel comfortable in the room. That's right. And I've done that a lot of times and people are so happy when that's done. They right. just need, they just need, it's like a baby step. They just need someone to jumpstart them. Right. And also the changed habits to break the ha old right. habit and go to a new habit. That's right. It's just one step at a time to do that. You don't need to do everything at once. But if you have a routine every day of, of tidying the house, maybe doing one chore, 
you know, maybe uh, getting rid of a couple of things a day uh, and writing down your goals for the next day. Um, you know, you start you yourself on the way to organization. Sounds right. Sounds right. Well, this is wonderful. As we are almost out of time, I wanted to ask at this point, if somebody who's listening would like to learn more and ask you more questions, how do they best get in touch with you? Oh, yes, sure. So they can reach me at Audrey at RightTouchOrganizing.com. Uh, my website is www.RightTouchOrganizing.com. My cell phone is 917-292-3175. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. You are you're available then. I'm all over. Yes. Well, this is quite wonderful, Audrey, and I thank you very much. Let me ask you one other question as we end here. If you have any vision for the future, I mean, we've all been going through a very tough time and it's evolving towards a light. What would you like to see we have to have learned, people have learned from this time? Ah, I think, and I know for maybe I can speak for myself, but I think we've we've learned what's really important. Uh, during this time. So instead of the go, 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 we were all going so fast before COVID hit. Um, and then we were forced to slow down and take a look at how we live and uh, how we spend our time and, um, and what we buy even. Um, so I think that people are making um, a change in, in a lot of their, in a lot of different ways with a lot of different of their habits. They're exercising more, they're buying more healthy foods, they're buying online. Um, you know, they're, they're, they've learned to appreciate nature and go to parks because that the parks were filled with people during COVID. Uh, when it was nice outside. So I think people, and, and, you know, you realize that your friends and family are really very important in your life and you can just take a walk with them and uh, spend time with the ones you love. Well, Audrey, thank you. That's wonderful information. All of this has been fascinating. I thank you very much for being a guest on our program. Thank you. And thank you for asking me. This was terrific. It has been wonderful. And I yes. want to thank all of our listeners, our family of listeners who listen every week to these shows and remind you, family, tune in next week. We'll have another fascinating guest like Audrey. So thank you, Audrey, and take good care. Thank you. You too.